Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We are so lucky. Our guests today, Chris Taylor and Paul Argan, are from Fabulous Modern Cookies, are back with us. You know, I we always try to record two podcasts in a row. Cindy broadcasts them at different times, but the reason we do that is I don't want to give the guests too much time in between the podcasts so that they can say to me later, I don't want to come back to that. <laughs> I don't I've want had some time to think. You know? Yeah. Oh, no, you, give, you give anybody too much time to think and problems evolve. Let's say now. Problems evolve. So we are so grateful. Hello, gentlemen, and thank you for coming back. Hello. Absolutely. Great to be back. Thank you. We, if people haven't listened um, to our last podcast with Paul and Chris, I suggest you do because they're just huh, tips, pearls of wisdom about baking. You don't even know they're coming off their tongues and, unless you've been in the weeds and had problems baking yourself. So their new book, Fabulous Modern Cookies, and it's a beautiful book, gentlemen, and my hat's off to you because I know how much work it takes to write any cookbook, let alone one that's based on science and improvements, okay, and trying to educate people. So thank you so much. And say again the name of your very first book. The New Pie, Modern Techniques for the Classic American Dessert. Fabulous. And that was an IACP nominated cookbook also when it came out. So there's two books here that we um, need to acknowledge. Now, because we're coming into the holidays, because I don't know why this has become such a thing. And I know it's because we all work too many hours, but why people have made the holidays even more stressful than they already are. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are crazy. I mean, I see it when I go out. People are crazy about the holidays. But as I had said in the previous podcast, I always found, Cindy and I found, if we gave homemade gifts to people, whether they were our vendor or a friend or your mother-in-law, if we gave them cookies, brownies, or fudge, they were happy. So that's what I'd love to talk to you two about today, about baking storing and gifting cookies or baked goods. And I need you to tell us how you do that and, yeah, we, and how they freeze. That's the other thing, storage under freezing. So that pe maybe people could get started now. Exactly yeah, right. Absolutely. I think the most important part of any undertaking any big baking project like this is to start planning. And I always like to encourage people to to count backwards. So if you think about when you want to use these things, so let's say I want to deliver them on Christmas Eve. Great. Okay. So now you have, you, uh, you start there and you work backwards. When do I have time to accomplish these tasks? Um, and then, you know, okay, if based on everything that I want to do, I need to start doing this in November. Uh, if being that I have such a, a huge, rather than waiting for the, the week before I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't get it all done. But if, if you start planning ahead and you work backwards, you'll, you'll have more than enough time to get it done. And you know what, Paul, this is what I say to, I say to myself, and that I'm not criticizing other people though, I, you know, when we're not being, uh, when Cindy isn't recording this, I'm happy to, but <laughs> all of us don't, we procrastinate for things that we don't think that are gonna be fun. Do you know what I mean? Or that yeah. seem like a job. 
But in reality, once you get into the, when you just said pre-planning to baking some cookies, if you make it a day or a couple of days and you have all the ingredients, you can zoom through it and you can get in that zone of baking. Yeah. And this is something we've really honed over the years because as we've mentioned on the previous podcast, we've done a lot of competitive baking like at state fairs. And so between us, we'll enter 30, 40, 50 items at a time. Um, Cause so there'll be, you know, 12 types of cookies, 10 layer cakes, eight loaves of bread, yeah. you know, 15 types of candy. And Muffins, so we, yeah. we found out when things can be done, how soon ahead you can measure dry ingredients. And the same thing when we compete in the national pie championship, because we will rent an Airbnb. So between us, we'll turn out 14 pies in one day oh and rent a kitchen we've never used before. So planning ahead and scheduling, we've really tried to get down and with it's, it's, uh, real science with pies with cookies it's much more manageable yeah. <laughs> yeah when you say 14 pies in a day and we've done you know pie shoots and stuff but i have to tell you something get, that makes me twitch <laughs> <laughs> that makes my it's right all coming eye back twitch. now yeah. and also there's drool i even think there's a little drool coming here there yeah. could be one thing to make 14 let's say just the same cherry pie that's a hard enough task but these are one pie each of 14 different types that's yeah enormous and as, as you just said chris in a strange kitchen okay so with this planning now there has to be copious list to this oh <laughs> yes we have spreadsheets because like for example um when we do the national pie championship there's usually one there's one oven and it's the national pie championship has been in orlando and it's and shockingly, so when you're looking on the Airbnb, they're trying to sell you like, oh, look, this kid's room is themed like Toy Story. <laughs> like you can have a Rapunzel themed bedroom. We're looking at the shots of the kitchen going, is that a double oven? I don't know. <laughs> How big is that sink? Do they have a dishwasher? Yeah. I mean, we've washed dishes in a garden tub. Um, like we've made it work. <laughs> well, I have to say something. I, I, attitude is everything. I really think that attitude is everything in life. And um, sometimes I have washed many, many dishes in with a garden hose or in a bathtub or different things. And as I would say to my assistant at that time, you never saw this and you just move right along and you go ahead and you proudly walk out there and serve that cake on that dirty dish you just washed in the garden. Oh that was the only one you had. Now, but what your Christmas cookie, oh, sorry. Yes, no, tell me, what's the cookies that we should start with out of your book? Meaning if people are not good at cookies and they need some instruction, what do you think is a good one to start with? But is still something you'd like to give to someone else? Oh, I think I think two categories I think that are the easiest are drop cookies. So those are things like chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal cookies, you scoop them up or spoon them up. They bake nicely. You can freeze them in multiple ways or slice and bake cookies. Um, you make it all ah. dough, roll them in the logs. You can cut them and bake them right away, or you can freeze them. I think those are probably the the basic ones that if if you're not familiar with baking, um, they're easy to make and they keep well, and you can make either of them months ahead of time. Yeah, so months. it, it puts it puts you in control of of the schedule. So depending on again, we were just talking about doing these uh, uh, her Herculean tasks for for contests. But if you do, if you just want to do a simple project, so I I would just love to give my friends 
one type of cookie. I mean, keep it simple. Uh, yeah. yeah, to do, and if you want to uh, make it uh, easy on yourself, something like a slice and bake, like Chris was talking about, you can make the dough, roll it up, and now you can either park that log of dough in the fridge for a couple of days or put it in the freezer for you know, weeks and weeks until you're actually ready. Uh, what you would then do is you'd bring it into the fridge uh, the night before, and now you can slice it uh, at your leisure. Um, yeah, you're, that's, I can just see in a freezer, per, and do you wrap, the, do you do the rolls in parchment, you guys, or wax paper after you've rolled the roll before you cut them? So you take your dough and you make your dough and then you roll it. Is that in parchment paper or in wax paper that you wrap yeah. the roll in? Yes. Yeah, you could do either. And then we, if we go to put it in the freezer, we'll either wrap it in foil or we'll put it in like a gallon freezer bag. Or Perfect. another another uh, thing that works really well too is uh, if you have one of those um, food saver uh, vacuum sealer bag things. Yeah. Again, yeah, cause if, 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 it's, if you want to store it for a really long time, that'll actually hold it for a really long time. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, I worked on the original food saver and I've food saved more cheese than I care to remember. <laughs> I so, so understand. Food savers are great. I agree. So then I could see how easy if you had three or four rolls in a three or four of your rolled cookie dough. I mean, it's in a pl plastic bag and you just you could stack those on a freezer shelf and you could stack more than enough than you probably needed if you were gonna give everybody two dozen cookies in a container yeah. or something like that. That's Absolutely. a genius idea. Same with drops. You, you, if you, you you scoop your cookies uh, all on one big baking sheet, freeze them as, as just drops, so unbaked. Now you can take them off, put them in a Ziploc bag, and um, when you're ready to bake them, you can bake them one at a time if you're just in the need, uh, if you want a snack, or when you're actually ready to do your big bake for, for your friends. If you only bake one cookie at a time, I'd, I'd like to know your name. <laughs> right. To us, tell us you only want one cookie. <laughs> you know, I need you to know something. I was almost, oh, I don't know, 22 years old before I ever tasted Sara Lee cheesecake thawed out. Okay. I, <laughs> I, there are some foods in life. I didn't even know you were supposed to thaw them out. Okay. <laughs> so much connected with sugar and food and my father owned grocery store i mean i don't want to get into all that but food no i have never eaten one cookie in my life <laughs> uh, one of the worst jobs i ever had in my life cindy knows no names it was one of the very first shows that came out remember when nutritionalists at the beginning of the 90s everybody fat was bad nutritionalists nutritionalists so i did oh, yeah. a TV show for NBC. And it was a woman who had gotten huge in LA for slimming down celebrities for parts. She could make people lose, you know, 20 pounds in a month. So she was so important and um, not very nice, but never mind. But the bottom line was I would be eating, standing at craft service, taking a cookie or two, let's be honest. And she would look at me and say, You only need one of them to enjoy them. And inside, I think, and the same with stab wounds. You know? <laughs> I know it was. It's one cookie is hard. Yeah. You know, and, and I I love people that say things like this. Oh my god, when they're in the big that cookie is as big as my head. I'll split it with you. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> and no, I don't want to split the cookie. You have just made great points. But so really, then we're talking about Paul with what you said. 
And Chris, if we, you could make all your batter in one day, all your cookie dough in one day, freeze it, turn around and do the baking on another day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've split up your work. So now it's not this overwhelming task. In fact, so say your schedule doesn't really allow that. Like, you know, you're, you're maybe you're going to be traveling. You're just going to get back. You can actually freeze baked cookies. Most baked cookies freeze really well too. And we've used baked cookies a lot. People don't know the difference. You let, if you let them thaw the right way, it's a perfect cookie. Okay. No one has to know. And what's thawing the right way? So, um, we, um, so when we bake cook, when we freeze baked cookies, we put them in a sealed plastic container. Sometimes we'll put parchment between the layers. Um, and it'll usually be like a Tupperware or a lock and lock or your too expensive to throw away plastic yeah. container of choice. Yeah. Um, we take that once it's frozen, you're ready to use it. You take it out of the freezer, you put it on the counter and you don't touch it. You take it out maybe before you go to bed, you let it sit. Don't take the lid off. Don't peek in. Don't sneak a whiff of your delicious chocolate chip cookies um you keep it sealed you keep it on your counter you give it eight 12 hours you know depending on the temperature of your house give it as long as you can um because if you open up that lid your cookies are going to get condensation on them you keep Ah. it sealed that condensation if any of it forms it'll form on the outside Outside. of that container so the the job is to fight off condensation once it comes to room temperature your cookies are perfect Okay, I'm overwhelmed with what I learned from you in the last podcast about humidity and now condensation. <laughs> Absolutely. And in fact, while we're talking about cookie, putting cookies in a container, yes. we've got a section in the book that we call cookie cohabitation. Um, and so this is an important one as well. So um, uh, we happen to have a lot of those uh, lock and lock or uh, Tupperware containers. And we we recommend putting only one type of cookie in your container. And that's for a couple reasons. One is different styles of cookie have different moisture levels in them. So if you uh, put, let's say, your um, moist and chewy, um, uh, let's say, fudgy brownie in with um, a a crisp, crunchy cookie, that um, uh, moisture, that humidity that's created from the the brownies is now going to pass over to your crunchy cookie. When you open that container, now suddenly your crunchy, crispy cookies are now kind of soft and lifeless and your chewy brownies have started to stale a lot faster. Um, The other thing that can happen as well is flavors can start to um, uh, meld back and forth. Uh, So especially if you have something with a really strong flavor, uh, suddenly your simple vanilla sugar cookie is gonna be tasting very gingerbread spicy, uh, even if they weren't touching, but just by, by having them in the same container. So when making little gift boxes for people, we strongly encourage you to, if you can, parse it out so that there is no cookie cohabitation and everything will stay fresher longer and taste better. Genius. I get that. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm not sure I've ever thought about it. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? But it makes perfect sense to me. How long, when you talked about those logs of cookie bath that you rolled, how long are a frozen cookie? How long can that really live in someone's freezer? Um, I would say six months. So if, and that's assuming that you wrapped it well, that it's sealed. Don't just wrap it in like a loose layer of cling film and toss it on up by the vent at the top of your freezer. Um, But well, well wrapped, well sealed, um, six months, um, at least. I love that. And I agree. It is in how it's wrapped. 
You know, that's the whole thing with my background in catering. People, when they first get into catering, they thought they could generally just do a little wrap. Well, now you're going to take this five these 500 roasts and you're going to move them across town to the Shrine Auditorium. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, things need to be. We used to call things the caterers wrap. If one of the boys dropped a pan of food, could be cookies, could be brownies, off the dock because we were loading onto a, a you know a a, a ship. Mm -hmm. let's say or a yacht that pan could fall in the water and we could retrieve it and those cookies <laughs> wouldn't be wet do you know what <laughs> I mean? because we used such good double wrap which you yeah. really so what what you're saying to me makes perfect sense how do you decide if you're i know you sell some of your cookies supply a coffee shop near your house mm -hmm. but how do you if you were going to give some cookies as a gift how would you package them well, I guess it depends on the cookie. So for like when we do a decorated cookie, um, those um, uh, coated in uh, royal icing or fondant, yes. cookies, um, they stack well. Um, if you're doing, if they're particularly beautiful cookies, we like to use um, sort of cookies that are made for display. So um, actually one of our favorite companies is um, BRP or Big River Products. They have great boxes for cookies. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're nice. Um, you can get them maybe like an inch tall so it's like the size of a shoebox, but it has a, a clear top. It's only it's only as tall as a cookie, and you can have a display of your cookies that people can see through the window. They see, it makes a beautiful oh, visual presentation. Beautiful. Yes. Um, and so that's that's a good way to do it. Um, could also get tins, like if you're giving, especially around the holidays, you can get cookie tins at dollar store at the craft store. Yes. Um, line that with paper. Keep your cookies in there. Um, those work um, really well. Um, or another thing, um, for example, when we sell like the shortbreads, we um, use like cellophane sleeves, yes. um, stack cookies in that, and then you can seal them. We like using a heat sealer because that really keeps our shortbread will keep for weeks if you keep it heat sealed. Um, and then you can pretty that up too for gifts. Um, you can heat seal it, wrap it with like a decorative twist tie. You can do some ribbons. You can buy pre-wired ribbons. It takes all the hassle away. Um, and, and, you know, that also makes for a great presentation. And, you know, with the cookies, the cookies are always going to be delicious. But when you add that extra visual appeal, it just it adds so much more to that homemade gift. I think that you just said it. You know, one of the reasons I mean, this is and of course, we did a lot of this in my career. Packaging is everything in the sales. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's just packaging. It, I, when I go to into my Starbucks or any place, I, to me, I really relate when you see a big, beautiful glass jar with a lid on it, but it's filled with cookies. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. You're not going to walk by that. You're going to yeah. buy a cookie. You know. Yeah. But if, if someone sends me, a box of handmade cookies. I love your idea. And I also love the sleeves. I love those sleeves when I, and I bought, but packaging is everything. When I go to buy stuff, I buy stuff half the time because of the packaging. <laughs> I would add for, for a lot of the cookies in the book, we'll give instructions on how to make oh. a really pretty cookie. Um, and so, um, especially for a gift, that's maybe something that's gonna matter to you a little bit more. We'll also point out sometimes that you don't have to do this extra step. So for example, if you want a perfectly round, beautiful cookie with a, a, a fun top, um, we'll tell you how to do that. If you just want to scoop them out and have them sort of as irregular blobs, yes. they're going to be delicious cookies and it would be a lot easier. But again, 
for a gift, you might want to follow some of these extra little steps to make a, a perfectly round cookie or or one uh, that has, let's say, we use um, a fondant impression mat sometimes to give the shortbreads a really pretty top. Oh, um, and, yeah, and so once you have all these beautiful little cookies, stacking them in a sleeve, um, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Yeah. I, I think, well, we know it does when people go to buy them. It adds to the value. And I think the same thing happens in a gift. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it makes people, people look and think, oh, my God, look at these beautiful cookies that someone gave me. You know, if there, there's so many things that we've gotten away from in our society, handmade gifts to me is one of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's hand, I, for years, Cindy makes in my where I used to live before I retired and moved to Ventura, as I said, moved to the beach. When we lived in LA, in the heart of LA, I had a gigantic lemon tree. Gigantic. Now we still have a Persian lime, which is lovely, and an orange tree in this house. But Cindy was made the most delicious lemoncello in the whole world. Well, who doesn't want a gift of lemoncello? Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want, when I think of that, it makes me then want to have, you know, like a, a, a lemon bar with it. Or what a darling present that would be to have lemon bars and lemoncello. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the, you're touching on one of the key things that we like to say about um, sort of holiday uh, baking gifts. There's a lot of traditional holiday flavors that are wonderful. Your gingerbreads, your oh. peppermints, and, and things like that that are, are closely associated with, with, with uh, holidays. But I would say if you have a favorite cookie um, that is completely non-traditional, that's also a wonderful gift. Um, so, for example, if we, we have a, a delicious, um, uh, we call them gingerbread bogs. It's a, a, a chewy gingerbread cookie with uh, dried cranberries. It's, it, it's got all of the, the holiday flavors right in there. But on the other hand, if, if you're a big fan of, let's say, peanut butter cookies, not a traditional holiday thing. But like one of our peanut butter cookies in the book has uh, some Thai chili. Uh, so it has the, when you eat the cookie, it has almost the flavor of a, a satay okay. dipping sauce. Yeah, it's out of this world. And it's such an unexpectedly wonderful flavor that, again, if you want to give an exciting, fun present that's a completely different flavor profile than what everyone else will be seeing, we got options for you, too. That sounds so fantastic. I can't. I was in a food group yesterday, very classic people, okay, you know, sometimes. <laughs> and they were, we were discussing, oh God, it, it, it became, anyway, it was a little bit of thyme and a little bit of peanut butter and people were off their chains that you can't never use thyme in that. And I kept saying, I think it'd be delicious. Do you know what I mean? I love thyme. We used to make, and I don't remember, it was for someone, I don't think it was an original idea, but we made chocolate chip cookies Maybe it was, I don't remember. And we put a little bit of rosemary in it and then some Malden salt flakes on the top. That, it was yum. Okay. Yeah. So the thought of your, what you just said with some uh, the little chili in it sounds utterly divine to me. Yeah. It, 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 one of the other ones we do is um, we have a lemon bar, but it's a black bottom lemon bar. And so initially we were like, Mm, chocolate and lemon i don't know yeah. but chocolate and orange we do no one bats an eye at chocolate and orange right. and orange and lemon are are basically the same sort of chemical it's like left left hand and right hand and then we were thinking more you know there's cakes like the new orleans doberge cake i think is you know part chocolate part lemon we're like we're like let's give it a shot it's absolutely delicious but i think if you say oh chocolate and lemon people go uh it really works and i think there's 
even now there's still so much out there that I don't think a lot has been explored. You know, like why not time and peanut butter? Like, well, give it a try. You are obviously on the front lines of modernizing cookies. <laughs> Just be careful. You know, there's always a bunch of shooters out there when you're on the well, front line. I think it's, I, it's wonderful. I think that that's one of the things too that we were so passionate about in this book is, you know, some people would say like, oh, are you going to have an oatmeal raisin cookie? Or are you going to have like a peanut butter cookie? No. How many more recipes do you need? I, I, you know, like you, the oatmeal raisin cookie off the back of the Quaker oat container is wonderful. It's wonderful. Like, you know, and like, we don't want to, people, you know, it's, it's a great book and people pay good money for cookbooks. We don't want to waste space with something that you can get off the internet. Good that you can get her a dime a dozen. Good um, for you. You know, it's like we want something that if you're going to pay good money, you're ordering money for this book, you want your money's worth it. We want to give it to you. Yeah. Oh say, that being said, we do have, let's say, the the the, the fudgy cloud brownie. Okay. So, okay. So that, uh, the, the, the base recipe for that is a chocolate brownie. And you think, well, what's different about that? I've had a chocolate brownie. So with this one, we actually um, uh, make a Swiss meringue and fold that into the batter. Oh. And I got to tell you, what does that do to the brownie? It creates the most magical texture. So when you okay. lift up the brownie, it goes, oh, this is really, it's, it's not a dense, heavy thing. It feels so light. It's like a cloud. But as you bite it, you think this is going to be a, a light, airy, cakey thing. It's not. It is still a fudgy, rich brownie uh, that's lighter than air. It, it's such a fun texture. Uh, so we, again, we've modernized the basic. I'm sold on that. I'm totally sold. And I don't, I will not have time today, but I now I'm gonna make that and I will email you guys back and tell you when it that sounds divine. My favorite, and when you were talking about classics, and this is I was working, he was famous in the 80s. His name was Michael Roberts. He started um Trump's if and this is in Hollywood this is so many years ago but he was a classically trained chef but in his day he was extremely innovative mm. and we were at some fancy place and I was assisting him and he was demonstrating peanut butter cookies and he'd had a twist on it they were beautiful cookies and one of the nutritionists in the group put up her hands and said can I make those without peanut butter oh dear <laughs> and I thought for a minute he was just, I wasn't sure what he was going to say because he'd had several glasses of wine at lunch and it was kind of a tough crowd. And he said, the integrity of the cookie needs the peanut butter. And that's when I hear you guys talking about cookies and stuff. It's, it's exciting to have the integrity of the cookie and also some innovation. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, that, and that's really what we love um, because yeah. we feel like we're giving the world something new and obviously i don't think we're the first to think of these combinations but i think like for the peanut butter and the the thai chili obviously they've been doing that in in southeast asia for years but it, it was great to bring it into a cookie successfully that's right that's right all right now cindy when we go to broadcast this gentleman cindy is going to put all your vitals up on our facebook page everything is women beyond a certain age you know <laughs> just deal with it and we will give you information on Chris and Paul. And please look, you know what else this talk about gifts? This would be a wonderful Christmas gift for a new people getting started or a teenager that likes to bake or maybe grandma who's tired of those oatmeal raisin cookies. There's so many people could, that could benefit from this book. 
I agree. In fact, when, as we were writing it, we tried to keep in mind both the novice baker as well as the experienced baker. That's right. So I think there's there's going to be some things that, again, if if you don't want to learn all the science and you don't want to, if all you have to do is follow the instructions, and we've made some crystal clear instructions. So if if it's good enough for me to say because I said so, and <laughs> and you just follow follow what I said, we'll get you there to make. Th those cookies fantastically. But on the other hand, we've also included the extra information. So if you want to know why we're doing some of these wacky things or um, what is the science behind, let's say, pre-cooking your banana with a little bit of the flour to make a really thin and crispy banana cookie, um, we describe it. Um, and and for, for the advanced baker, they might get really excited about some of these techniques. In fact, already we've had people who've, once they read about it, like they'll write us and say, what you did in that cookie, could I try that, for example, with apple butter? And I said, haven't thought of using it with apple butter. And we went back and forth and I gave her some advice on how to adapt the cookie to an apple butter. This was from the pumpkin snicker crinkle, the, the cookie on the cover. Oh, and she did, okay. It's a beautiful did, cookie. And so she she did it. And she now there's now out in this world an apple version of that cookie. Um, so, yeah. So so advanced bakers will learn a lot of really new new skills uh, to, again, that they can apply to other aspects of their baking. All right. Well, gentlemen, I, I'm, I cannot thank you enough, as always. Uh, so this is look for fabulous modern cookies. Thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you are. And it's if you have questions, we'll give you the information to reach out to Paul and Chris. If you have questions or answers or um, you know, we'll take pin numbers to bank cards at <laughs> beyond at iCloud.com. We love comments. We really do. And thank you so much, you two. And thank you, Miss Cindy, who always, Miss Cindy keeps the train on the tracks. I say it every time, but there is no, it, there is no, I tried to say one day, I tried to change it up. I thought for me, I was doing for Miss Cindy, I said, and Cindy keeps the plane on the runway. And then she said, no, that sounds like a crash. So I'm sticking with <laughs> Cindy keeps the train on the tracks. And gentlemen, thank you again. Fabulous modern cookies. Thank you. And I hope Cindy and I, if we show up at your door, you'll know why. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we look forward to the knock. Thank you so much. Women beyond a certain age. Thanks again. Listen to us. Bye-bye. Bye. Weren't they fabulous? You're fabulous. You know what? This book is so pretty. I, put, I see a big, pretty fat bow right here and you don't even have to wrap the book you put sounds a good to me beautiful big red bow and you, it's done yeah beautiful thank you i'm gonna make the brownie i'm gonna start with the brownies with this with the italian thank you both thank you. this is so much fun thank you bye-bye